0: I've been telling people recently that i reckon they should be teaching film festival work as a course in film school because it really opens your eyes to how to make films to appeal to to an audience specific or non-specific and making some great content that people will feel emotionally moved by sitting down this year and watching more than 60 films really like makes you realize what makes a film sing
1: Welcome to episode 128 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help teach you how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. The film industry can be notoriously difficult to break into. Gaining experience on a film project and having your film shown in front of a large audience is an incredible opportunity for aspiring filmmakers to get their foot in the door. A passion for short film and a desire to support filmmakers has inspired the Flurio Film Festival, which was launched in 2016. Under the direction of director Alison Alcock and supported by a passionate team of volunteers, the film festival has steadily grown each year. In today's episode of Be The Drop, recorded live at the Flurio Film Festival, we hear from experienced industry professionals such as Kim Goldsworthy and Kirsty Stark, plus festival curator Chris Warman and director Alison Alcock, on the incredible value of film festivals to build your profile in the film industry. We also hear from some of the finalists, including the festival's winner for the Best Film Director, Nick Thompson. This is Be The Drop, live from the Flurio Film Festival. Would you like to join me on a creative podcasting journey? Then come along to my first ever Adelaide Fringe Show called Pop Your Podcast Cherry, an interactive podcasting event on Tuesday 19th or 26th of February at The Jade. Part of the Banker Support Act, tickets are normally $20, but thanks to Banker Say, there are some available for only $10. Book yours via the Fringe website, link in the show notes. I would love to see you there.
2: I'm Kim Goldsworthy. I'm the MC here at the 2019 Flurio Film Festival, um, and I'm a writer-producer. Working mainly in TV.
1: Right. So you've got a fair background in the industry. How important do you think festivals like the Flurio Film Festival are for encouraging new artists and new producers to come into the industry?
2: Look, I think it's incredibly important. I mean, there's, um, there are a lot of people out there and and all looking for ways to get into the industry. Um, and you know, I'm asked regularly, you know, what do I do? How do I get in? You know, what's the first step to take? Um And it's about uh, getting a name for yourself, getting the opportunity to make stuff. Um, because making stuff is the way that you get better, you learn from your mistakes, and hopefully you learn from the from the things that you do really well. Um, but people just need to be able to kind of position themselves so they have a presence in the in the industry, and this is this is a really important way of doing it.
1: The theme for this year's festival is climate change, which is very topical, and people do have a lot to say. You know, what does bringing that sort of theme to a festival like this add to the content creation process?
2: Um, look, I think it. I think I think it's great to have um, a focus and the challenge of to challenge to the filmmaker is to find interesting and unique and individual ways of getting a message across which isn't just didactic and, and um, haranguing but is engaging and entertaining and kind of and can open the audience's eyes to things or perspectives that they wouldn't otherwise have. So I think, it's, I think it's really good. I mean, that, that notion of cli-fi, you know, cli- uh, climate change science fiction, is a, is a kind of a genre that um, I think we should see more of.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kim. No worries. I'm um, Ashley
3: Page. I'm course director at Maps Film School, which is situated at Hamilton College. Fantastic. So
1: we're here at the Flurio Film Festival. Have you been to many film festivals?
3: Um, I've been to quite a few film festivals: um, Busan and Sundance, and then in um, Australia, Sydney, Melbourne. And I was at Flurio last year, and now I'm back here again this year. And
1: so, how does how does Flurio Film Festival compare?
3: I really enjoy Flurio because it's um, there's a real mix of the general public, and that, the other festivals are great. Um, particularly Sundance and Pusan because it's so filmmaker-orientated. Um, but the Flurio is great because it has such amount of the general public here supporting filmmakers and you don't often get that. Sometimes it's just filmmakers supporting filmmakers. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Alison's done a great job promoting it.
1: You've come from MAPS and there's a number of students who've put f- um, films in today. How important is it for them to have this opportunity to showcase their films to you know a large audience? Oh, it's hugely important. I mean,
3: that's the main thing. If they're trying to get into the film industry, it's not whether they have a diploma or d- advanced diploma in their back pocket. What's more important to other individuals industry people is can they make films and the film festival actually having your film screen in front of a public audience that has gone through a a vetting process and to be selected so it's a huge thing for the filmmakers to be able to um, show their credentials because they're making stuff that is people are wanting to see. What sort of advice do you give
1: to students about creating something for a film festival?
3: Well, we, we always pitch um, the Florida Film Festival at the beginning of the year and tell them what a great opportunity is, but we leave it up to them whether they want to embrace the, the eight minutes and the theme. It's up to them whether they choose to embrace the film festival model or if they want to go off onto YouTube or wherever it is that they want to get their film out to the public. Um, So all we can really do is say what a great festival it is and then we leave it in their hands. I think a real key to filmmaking is sort of it's a little bit like bottling lightning and to do that you have to be really passionate and enjoy it. So... We we just, you know,
1: guide and advise, but we let them do their own thing in the end. Mm. And, you know, it is a hard industry to be successful in. What sort of advice, you know, is there when students are, you know, finishing up? Where do they go? What do they do? How do they follow these passions?
3: Yeah, I mean, it is really difficult when you're from in a learning environment and then you're moving out on your own. Um, I think... The main thing is to keep in contact with your peers who you've made the films with and which we have noticed already that that's what a lot of students are doing. So they create businesses with each other and keep engaged that way. A lot of them will do maybe wedding videos or filming events and then do that to supplement making their own creative work and we think that's a great model. Um, so that they've sort of got their foot in the industry as well as they're following their passion. So a lot of students come in and they might want to be a director or a cinematographer, but they might not be able to head straight out from maps into that area. So if they're in an associated area as a runner on a film or something like that, at least they're kind of in the industry, and then they can use that money to rather than working, you know, at a supermarket, they're earning money in the industry, but they can still follow their passion.
1: Fantastic. Well, it sure is. There was over 60 films, and to be one of the last 10 standing is a really good credit.
4: Brody winning and my film is Harvest.
1: Cool. So how did you find creating your film with a theme in mind around climate change?
4: Um, well, I suppose I knew that I wanted to tell a story with a social issue and I think um, the droughts were really topical at the time and um, you know, I have a family that comes from an agricultural background so it was kind of um, an emotional decision really to just sort of follow that calling and just develop it, um, thinking about sort of the impacts on an individual and sort of, you know, the knock-on effect and... And here you are, a finalist. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, really exciting. No, I was absolutely stoked. I mean, I just kind of submitted it on a whim, so uh, it's pretty, pretty good to get in, yeah.
1: So, you know, for you, you know, you come from MAPS. Yeah. Um, what is the, you know, what does it mean for you to have your film shown in front of 800 people?
4: Yeah I mean it's daunting um, but I mean look I, it's been edited and edited and edited so I'm pretty confident that it's the best possible thing it can be so I'm just hoping that you uh, know, I mean, everyone's here to have a good night and hopefully they enjoy it and uh, take away you know a message from it and um, yeah just happy to, for it to have an audience really yeah. yeah.
1: If you could summarize it in sort of one thing what has really stood out for you from this experience?
4: I think the community, like how much uh, films really bring people together. Like even just the audience, and I mean, I've got like friends and family, and they're all really excited. And obviously, making it, we had you know a crew of filmmakers and you know lots of MAP students are here. And yeah, I think just how much it like brings people together. Yeah,
1: oh, fantastic. Thanks. Well, best of luck, but also congratulations just for being in the finalists. Well done. Thanks.
0: Hi, my name is Christopher Horman and I'm the curator and the technical director of the Flurio Film Festival.
1: And how many years have you been doing this for, Chris?
0: I've been doing it since the first year in 2016.
1: And every year it's growing, isn't it?
0: Correct yeah so I think in the first year we had less than 100 people attend and then last year it was about 400 and this year is over 800 which is incredible.
1: It is and what a sensational venue we're here at Pennell Winery the sun is just starting to set it is glorious we've got some music in the background which I'm sure everyone can hear so what is it about the Flurio Film Festival that you think is so important to the film industry?
0: I think the Fleurio Film Festival is important to the film industry as a whole and locally in SA because it gets people's films out that wouldn't have normally been seen. And 800 people is an incredibly large number of people in person to see your film. A short film, a lot of student films coming out of the MAPS Film School. Really incredible um, quality of film.
1: You know, it's tough to get a working gig in the film industry. What credibility or what, you know, how does this help that process?
0: Um, well, I, I've been telling people recently that I reckon they should be teaching film festival work <laughs> as a course in film school because it really opens your eyes to how to make films to appeal to to an audience specific or non-specific, and making some great content that people will feel emotionally moved by. Sitting down this year and watching more than sixty films really like makes you realise what's what makes a film sing.
1: So you start with over 60 films, then there's a a group of judges, you've got to cull them down and somehow come up with 10 finalists. Is that a tough process?
0: Yeah, so from the 60 or so, the Flurio team got together and we thinned out the list, and then we sent a list of 20 films to the judges, then they're judged in their categories. So cinematography, script, audio, that sort of thing. Then we picked it down to 10 films and then there was a couple extra wildcard films that are going to get shown tonight that um, was a nice surprise to add into because we thought they were really good and deserve to be seen.
1: Anything else you want to add about the festival and what people can expect?
0: I'm super proud of what we've been able to achieve this year.
1: So you should be. It's a fantastic festival. Thank you. Thanks. Kirsty, what was one of the first things that really helped you get involved in film?
5: I did a course at Flinders Uni and as soon as I finished I started making short films entering festivals and trying to get my name out there and get off the ground. To be able to show your films in front of an audience, get recognition is really important.
1: And you've gone on to do some pretty exciting things from your short films. Tell us a little bit about that journey.
5: Um, it's step by step really, so I started off with short films, I was working in camera department originally and then transitioned to producing, um, did a web series with director Victoria Cox called Wastelander Panda and from there just kept working on more and more projects, so I've done some ABC Eye View projects. Um, and then a feature film and now I'm working on longer form TV series.
1: What sort of advice would you give to some of these new filmmakers that are coming out, they've shown their film, what next?
5: I think the important thing is to just keep training and making things. Um, The film industry is one where no one really creates jobs for you so you have to keep putting yourself out there and making things that can get you known and get you recognised and get you in front of the people who can help you in the future.
1: Hi, I'm Alison from the Fluio Film Festival. Fantastic. So another year and another fantastic festival. How are you feeling, Alison? I just cannot believe that we are sold
6: out. We could still have hundreds of people more. The demand for short film festival, what we've made at the Flurio Film Festival. So, you know, what we need is some significant council government input for a regional event that we have really made something of and young filmmakers are just coming year after
1: year and putting
6: films in making them for the Flurio Film Festival.
1: It is it's something to be really proud of it's a lovely and we're just looking over the vines here beautiful so Pinellar Winery new venue this year and it seems to be going smoothly you know how how was that decision you know to change to a new venue were you nervous about that? SC are really have done a lot of large events with great acclaim and success
6: so they are very hands-on but I do want to thank the team of Chris Warman, Gaynor, Jarvis, Mel, Little and of course Gillian Birch, um, you know Miss uh, World Peace. (laughs) No we're really thrilled you can't do it without a really good core team and you know it's hard work it's incredibly hard work you know we've got interstate people coming to us we're on the map you know we really are we have become the Fest of the Flurio, and you know UniSA have come on board as a new partner they're giving the 5000 best film so that's going to be amazing when that I can't wait for that young
1: filmmaker to receive that award well I really do hope that it does get more support because you guys do an incredible job and it's a fantastic event thank you
7: My name is Peter Owen. I'm the director of the Wilderness Society in South Australia.
1: So we're here at the Flurio Film Festival, which has got a topic that's very close, obviously, to your heart, given that you're at the Wilderness Society, looking at climate change. So how important do you think it is that we're getting a range of different content creators creating content on this subject?
7: It's critical. I mean, this is the big issue that we need to address as quickly as we possibly can and certainly the creative forms in terms of getting messages out there is a fantastic thing to do I mean we need lots and lots of creatives, musicians, artists, filmmakers like we have today getting the importance of the need to act, the need to stop burning fossil fuels the need to start thinking about how we're actually going to live in in a rapidly changing climate.
1: So if you had a bit of advice, if people are listening and they're like, well, I want to do something, but I just don't really know what or how, you know, how can I make an impact? What should I do?
7: Yeah, well, we've got a federal election coming up in Australia in May. Um, I would encourage everyone to get in contact with their local member and ask them to commit to stopping the expansion of the fossil fuel industry. You are there to represent me, not private fossil fuel corporations.
1: Thank you so much. My name is
8: Paula Geldens. I'm Associate Head of School at the School of Creative Industries at UniSA. We are delighted to be able to spend time with the next generation of creative practitioners. So the chance to be involved with the delivery of the Best Film Award here was just a no-brainer. And the quality of the films that we saw tonight was just spectacular. Uh, Did all the things that you want good art to do, challenged us, motivated us hopefully, um, had us looking at our own position and what we what we have to offer. So uh, uh, just a, a really important thing to be involved with.
6: Fantastic, thank you. I would like to introduce our new partner, the University of South Australia, who will award the best film, $5,000.
8: Right, good evening, everyone. My name's Paula Geldens. I'm associate head of school, the School of Creative Industries. Tonight we have witnessed the power of visual storytelling the power of the arts to challenge, to entertain, to move, and hopefully to motivate. The best film for the 2019 Flurio Film Festival, uh, complete with big ass check. Big ass check. <laughs> I'd like to invite Nick Thompson
1: from Wind Giants up.
9: Nicholas Thompson and the films Wind Giants.
1: Congratulations, Nicholas. It's a very exciting time. You're a little bit cold, but how are you feeling right now?
9: Oh, gobsmacked. I think, to sum it up, um, wasn't expecting it. Um, came into this blind thinking, oh, I'd be lucky to, to get a mention or something like that. But um, yeah, got best feeling, so yeah. Uh, the journey started just basically year 12 after year 12's r- results. Um, just ventured on down to maps, had my first interview. Yeah, just coming from nowhere, going to maps, just really practicing, honing the craft of filmmaking, and just like collab- collaborating with um, all of the other is There was um, great fun and a great experience for me. Going into the future, I'm going to have all this support network around me.
1: And you mentioned a five-year plan. So what? Where to from here? Like, what's next?
9: Okay. Um, <laughs> well, part of the five-year plan was to get a just a casual job. Uh, just a fruit and veg, stacking fruit and veg, so did that. Um, uh, Next would probably be to just um, network with uh, filmmakers. Um, But thinking thinking big would be um, possibly getting in touch with some SAFC people and and editors involved. Um, Like I saw David Banbury edited a film tonight. He's someone I aspire to meet. Yeah, just making networks in South Australia and then um, I'm hoping to venture over into interstate... um, yeah, so five-year plan is start small, finish big.
1: <laughs> oh, well, congratulations and enjoy the win. Well done.
9: Cheers.
2: So that brings us to the, uh, the close. Thanks to all the volunteers, all the people backstage who've been working like navvies. Um, thank you all for coming. I'm Kim Goldsworthy. Thank you very much and good night.
1: Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au and don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that